podcast. It's Maggie Rose. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Michelle. And we're just three friends. Hanging out. <laughs> drinking hard cider. Together learning how to become biblical wives. <laughs> we got it right. Welcome back, everyone. And thanks for tuning in. Um, last week, we wrapped up um, self-control. <laughs> you, I like went on. I just blanked out. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we wrapped up self-control. And today we're talking about purity in marriage. Still going off the verse. Titus 2, verse 4. Yes. Would you like um, to read that for us or at least part of it for us? Yes. It's as talking. A recap. Yes. Uh, it's talking about older women training younger women. And the verse says they are to teach what is good. And so train young women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands that the word of God may not be reviled. Therefore, today we're talking about the pure word in that yes we are can i make an announcement on the podcast yeah absolutely so today is my husband and i's 12th anniversary september 16th of being together oh Oh my my gosh gosh. 12 (laughs) years ago (laughs) asked me to start dating (laughs) that's gushy (laughs) gushy (laughs) i don't even remember that date oh i do oops I think September 16th will be ingrained in my mind forever. <laughs> Mine's November 6th, 2010. Oh, well, that's her birthday, is it not? No, it was the day, it was the day after my birthday because oh. he didn't want to ask me out just because everybody was telling him to. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You must get in your brain. Yeah, okay. I'll have to go back. I'll have to dig. Not today. <laughs> I'm staring at her waiting for the answer. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to make us off track but i just thought it was a fun announcement no yeah that's cute i mean it goes along with what we're talking about marriage so and i'm spending it with you ladies so (laughs) we're the real heroes (laughs) (laughs) does anybody want to start oh oh, just to preface we didn't have questions or anything this time for all of you listening we're just kind of gonna go at it like this is a really hard topic to try to find information on because it's very vague to me like when i read that verse pure okay uh, what what's like? that mean? Yeah, <laughs> it took a lot of research in random weird places to try to figure out some content for this for you guys. Um, I guess I'll start with this one thing that I listened to. Oh, what is that church called? That is it, Calvary Chapel. Yes, I listened to Calvary Chapel sermon. His this the hu, hu, no the wife of the pastor had this sermon, and she found that the Greek word for pure in that verse is hagnos. And it means innocence, modest, void of carnality or sensuality. Don't ask me what carnality means because I have no idea. But <laughs> you can kind of get it in the context. Got it. But yeah, so that I guess we could just start with the definition of what pure is. According yes. to can you read it one more time? Oh, yes. Hagnos, it's innocence, modest, void of carnality or sensuality. Ooh. So it kind of like, I was like, oh, so it does mean what I thought it would mean. Like I thought whenever I read it at first, I was like, oh, pure. That means we're supposed to be good. Like just real vague. But it, it kind of in my research points me more towards, okay, this is actually talking about sexuality. Like it's actually meaning purity, Mm -hmm. like that type of. And I feel like that's where my head goes like initially yeah. is like don't have sex before marriage yes like, that's purity what, culture that's yeah. like the definition yeah. of being pure like that's it and then once you get married like there's like literally nothing after that yeah well that's, I heard, well, that's my initial like, thought was flip a switch yeah 
Like, once you're married, then you're fine. You don't have to be pure because you're with, with your right. husband. Like, blah, 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 you know? And I heard on this podcast today that I was listening to, they were talking about how purity versus virginity and they're not the same thing but people always link them together like Mm. yes they're connected but they're not the same thing so like you can be a virgin when you're married but you don't necessarily you're not necessarily pure pure. yeah because like absolutely i didn't have sex before marriage but i got close so like i feel like there's some aspects in my own personal life where i don't feel like i was 100 percent pure before i got married and i'm like that thought never even crossed my mind i was like if i didn't do the actual act of sex before marriage then i was pure and mm-hmm. right oh, you were yeah i'm i'm able to wear the white dress and oh, right yeah, yeah it's but all yeah rainbows and unicorns but i just never thought about that it kind of no, like, i didn't either d- it makes you think about it more and i've heard more about people with purity culture on this podcast they were talking about how that negatively affected them when they got into marriage and that like stunted the sexual life too so i just it kind of just puts it all into perspective mm-hmm. and Oh yeah, I can say it did. It definitely did for me, like purity culture for sure. Okay, like just think it was so negative, and a lot of this was just instilled into me, like just by the way I am. But it was just like, no, 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 bad, bad, right. bad, and then like, okay, now it's good. Yeah, you're just supposed to like flip a switch and it's supposed to be good now. Like, it's like <laughs> not good. Yeah, I remember in. Um, high school it was like it was freshman year we had people came in and they talked about like don't have sex before marriage blah blah blah. and they were like sex is amazing and awesome but don't have it and I was like (laughs) how is that helping me not to have sex right you told me how amazing and awesome it was or not just me but the the rest of 35 kids are sitting here staring at these two women talking not about not having sex for marriage but it's so amazing and great and blah 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 I think I blacked out during those talks (laughs) I don't even remember that I, oh, I do remember one sex talk we had in seventh grade and they asked anybody who is allergic to penicillin, stand up. And I had to stand up and there was like two of us in the whole <laughs> class. They're like, if you ever get a sexual disease, you would die. And then I'm like, oh, so I sat back down. Is that terrified. true? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look it up. <laughs> oh my God. It was, it was, it was kind <laughs> of so random. It was terrifying. It oh my God. <laughs> oh but um that sermon that i was listening to she also said that the whole thing is very important (sighs) because if you look at it these older women have to train the young women to do these things but why why do we have to be trained it's because these things are all countercultural. so to dress modestly to present ourselves like with a pure attitude and to like look after the things that we watch on tv or read in books and stuff that's Mm kind of what the angle that she took on it and i liked that it was it's not just something that like okay we have to be mindful of this no we have to be taught by somebody how to live this way because it's countercultural. like it's not what you would typically think of like in a marriage you still have to be pure in a marriage so like i know now a lot of mainstream people are saying about how oh, you can have open marriages mm-hmm. and or like polygamy and, yes. or whatever yeah whatever makes you happy in your sexual life your husband and your partner they should be totally happy with whatever you need you to do want. to fulfill your sexual sexual desires but like it's countercultural to we have to be trained in how to be pure within marriage not just before so were either of you ever trained how to be pure in your marriage 
No. I gotta mm-hmm. say, I don't think I was either. I mean, it like might have been talked about like quickly, maybe during like premarital counseling. Other than like, don't cheat on your husband. Right. But like, right. I don't think no one's ever like sat morals. down and been like, hey, you right. probably shouldn't do this. Like, right. Or like, hey, you're explained. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like purity within marriage. I don't think yeah. I've ever even heard of anyone doing that. So and that's so interesting. It's like small things maybe, but it wasn't explained as this is purity in marriage. Obviously, it right. wouldn't be the terms that they would use, but um i was told i don't remember if it was my parents who had this conversation or just hunter and i together but we kind of laid down some rules like okay well if you're on a work trip you're not going to be with alone in a car with a girl and Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be alone in the car with a guy so like we have like boundaries like that just to set up boundaries for ourselves just Mm -hmm. because we think it's like odd to be with someone of the opposite sex alone right so i mean i guess that's kind of along the same lines of trying to keep our marriage pure right so, I mean, those kind of things were maybe talked about, but that was about it. And, like, other than don't have, like... Right, like, common sense. Yeah. Like, obviously, don't train your husband, like... Yeah, or, like, right. have common. emotional conversations with other men outside your marriage. Like, yeah, go to other men with your problems sort of thing. But, yeah, I mean, other than that... That brings up a good question, though, because mm-hmm. I don't know if Sean and I have ever, like, sat down and, like, set up boundaries. Like, other than, like, right. obvious ones. Like, but it was never a conversation we've had that were, like, hey, we need to sit down and talk about what are our boundaries with what like with with yeah. others or with at work yeah. or whatever i don't know if that came out of premarital counseling like maybe the people that did that for us i don't know i don't remember where it came from it was super early on in our marriage though i remember right. that i know that it can be communicated well obviously be, but ahead of time is probably more beneficial than right. after the fact right. i know that i was in a situation once where joshua my husband felt uncomfortable with someone that i was working with directly mm-hmm. and it became like very tense and i had to work with this person like there was no getting out of it right okay um and i had to work close like right physically close mm-hmm. in proximity wise mm-hmm. and we were tasked with projects constantly we were the only two in the office mm-hmm. and so and joshua became uncomfortable with that but didn't vocalize it Okay. And so then it constantly became this very like tense situation. And I was like, well, I have to do this. I have, and then it was, okay, what are some boundaries that I Breaking can create? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so forth to like honor his, his thoughts that it was like uncomfortable right. for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important that yeah. maybe we do set up those boundaries ahead of time. So that way, like you don't even have to, have a tense situation right Right. and you also just never know what you're going to run into and work in life in general like yeah right you didn't know getting into that that you were going to be working that no and nor did i ever feel like i didn't feel what he felt Mm -hmm. yeah so i think there are like and both sides like trust on both sides right did he have a slip up moment where maybe joshua didn't trust me as much as that but he had to work through that, but there were areas that I could help build that trust. Right. 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 So, but I think that's exactly what we're talking about. Like this is things that you normally wouldn't think about, but it makes sense when we're talking about sexuality and marriage and yeah. yeah. And I brought my big historical, um, commentary, which is, um, the IVP (laughs) Bible background commentary. Um, by Craig Keener. You know, the and book that's like bigger than the Bible. Yes. <laughs> Literally. It's huge. Um, and it's very interesting that we think that it's countercultural, but it was not necessarily countercultural then. Okay. Because um, Learn us something, it was yeah. the 
mother the roman mother's chief duty to her daughter so younger women Mm -hmm. um seems to have been to help her acquire the appropriate education especially to be a good mother and to help Mm -hmm. her please a good husband okay Young women were almost always wise because Jewish and Roman society generally frowned upon women's singleness and men outnumbered women, um, which we we knew that from before. Um, Ancient moralists stressed that wives should love their husbands and nurture their children and, and so on and so forth. But I think it's very interesting that it was the mom's chief duty to educate her daughter on what it meant to be a good wife. Like, yeah. and we were just talking about like, did that happen in our households today? And I don't, I, I mean, we're all by no means knocking our moms or right. our mother oh, right. or no. our mother figures at all. But it's just like through society, we have probably lessened the chief duty to teach what purity means right. Right. or self-control or anything listed in Titus. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. didn't, I didn't have conversations like that with my mom of how I, to be a good wife. I mean. Yeah. And like, do you see that now? Like, do you feel, I mean, I can look at Maggie's, she's sitting here with like three physical children and saying like, do you feel like that is your chief duty to right. teach Aria how to be a good mom? It's like something that doesn't really cross my mind. Like I, I'm trying. It more crosses my mind with my boys. Like I need to teach my boys how to be a good husband. husband. Yeah, but like with Arya, I'm just the only thing that's in my on my mind is like I gotta teach her to control her attitude. Like that's (laughs) yeah, because that is a a big sliver. (laughs) That's part of it. But yeah, yeah, that doesn't really cross my mind a whole lot. But yeah, I think it's very interesting. Yeah, like if we want to go back to the actual culture, like that's what it was not that we want to go all the way back but no but that gives context to it and it makes it makes it makes more sense to me i think i think it's very telling though like we have of where culture has gone where culture has gone yeah. and the fact that we've degraded it so much mm-hmm. we've watered it down right when any more women are like i don't like women some women aren't even getting married like i'm going to be this independent woman oh yeah don't like, tell me what to do yeah or even as your wife like my husband's beneath me now mm, like yeah. not that like yeah, women are just so, I don't know what the word I'm trying to figure out is, but like amazing. <laughs> Independent. No, but like they just want to like rule over their husband. Yeah. yeah. So they're now the new head of the household. Like yeah. I'm the boss. You do what I say. I'm the woman mm-hmm. in the house. Back like, to Genesis. The woman right. rule over their husband. Right. Yeah. It's just proving. Yeah. Proving. Yep. Did Genesis you have Bible verses too? that are about purity? Um, I do. Um, Where am I at? Corinthians, First Corinthians, six eighteen. This says this one says, "Flee sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body." That was one of them. Um, does someone want to look up Ephesians five three? Galatians and Ephesians. Okay, hold on. <laughs> That's why I chose the Matthew one. <laughs> Yeah, the other one is Matthew. The one I'm looking up is oh, Matthew sweet. 5, 29 to 30. Go What's ahead. Ephesians? Ephesians what? Ephesians 5, 3. 5, 3. Oops. Sword drill. <laughs> um, but sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must be, oh, must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. And the one I have is um, 
Matthew 5, 29 to 30. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes your, you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Are you looking them up in your big thing? I was. <laughs> <laughs> not there's not a whole lot. Yeah. Not a whole lot that like more that I would say. More talking I, about like in that last one, like talking about capital punishment. Okay. Oh. That way. Yeah. yeah. But just I just about never would have linked those two verses, like any of those verses together, like sexual immorality with that verse when it's like younger women train older train or older women train younger women to be pure. Like that's I wouldn't normally connect them, but now connecting them, like, oh, okay. It kind of gives me more perspective on what that verse actually means in Titus. Right. Like, what we're supposed to be doing. But, like, what do you guys think is something that we don't really think about with being pure in our marriages that we haven't talked about? Like, I mean, we briefly mentioned, like, modesty. But what does that look like within a marriage? Because I feel like we normally talk about it to younger girls or like people were trying to train up and like how they're supposed to present themselves to the world but how are we supposed to represent ourselves within our marriages like what does that i guess like in a pure sexual way way? well no like it is does that mean listening to your husband more whenever he says this or that about your outfit that you want to wear but he doesn't want you to wear like is that what you know what i mean like i think definitely i think like modesty in marriage i guess yeah, I think as with you when you're walking out with your husband, like for dinner, like I think you definitely need to be more modest. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. No, I would agree. But I would also think that it's the husband's duty to say this is for our home and this is for our home only. And like right. it can become doubly important for him to speak up too, because right. if he doesn't speak up and you don't speak up or have like the moral, like guilty conscious of who I'm maybe a little bit too uncovered here right Mm -hmm. um then both of you are in the wrong right my initial thought when you said that was like oh you're married like all bets are off when it comes like (laughs) in your home like oh yeah all bets are off man like you're in your own home and whatever your husband enjoys (laughs) like you want to walk around in the nude and your husband's all into that go for it girl yeah i mean yeah that i mean we could tailor (laughs) that down a little bit i I mean mean, i don't do that (laughs) i mean um I think I think there are things that are you have very close neighbors. So. Yeah, and I, I have really a, close neighbors. Yeah, you do. Of windows. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think there are things though, like in your that are impure that can still happen in a marriage. Okay. Together, so like, are you watching pornography together or even mm. separately? That is impure, right? Because you're not honoring each other, right? Um. Are you lusting after another? Are you going to a friend's house and she's like, look at this guy. And you're like, oh my gosh, he's so hot. I have that on my list. Like that is completely disrespectful to your husband. Likewise, is your husband doing the same thing? Like, oh man, she is hot. Like even like Mm -hmm. actors and actresses, like we make these these subtle comments um, about it. Yeah. And I think it's so disrespectful. I'm like, I agree. Mm-hmm. even when we say it so like jokingly but Flippantly, i think yeah. underlyingly the more we say it the more self-conscious our spouses can be yeah oh for sure yeah. i agree with that i have i have on here um 
no to porn, no to open marriages, and no to like top ten lists of celebrities that you would do if you saw them. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. people have those like oh, lists yeah. or whatever. Was that called your hall pass? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not gonna lie, my <laughs> I've had, had those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> you know, I think it's like a movie. I've never seen the movie, but I think it's based off a movie called The Hall Pass. So, like, oh, you get I didn't know that. So and so were to walk. I don't even know if it's. Well, I don't even know if it's like real. Oh. I think it's just like a joke. Like, yeah, I mean, isn't it a joke? People say I don't really know. I mm. think it's a joke, but then when rubber hits the road, is it actually a joke? <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I found. Um, um, it was like they took purity and they put it into two parts of like inward purity and outward purity. So inward purity is what's going on in your heart. What do you think and feel? And outward purity is your behavior, things we choose to do. And I thought that was amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. That's really good. Just like what things are inward purity. And I feel like that would be maybe even like reading books. Like, yeah, I know for women more, especially than men mm-hmm. read a lot of, I don't even know what are those books called? Is it erotica? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah. Um, or like uh, even TV shows that have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. The TV shows that have like sex scenes or whatever. So thinking about those or yeah. the physical act to be outward purity of like cheating on your husband or right. having a intense conversation with a male coworker. I don't right. know. Something like that. I think that's really cool too because like I just, the in and out is like something that my mom <laughs> would constantly say. Like, <laughs> Sorry, we're the, talking, I'm like having. The... <laughs> Like you what you, I got the church giggles. What you put in is what you get out. Yes. So like you start, yes. you start to read and you start to think all of these things, like of impurity, and then you start to see yourself like acting it out. Right, because it'll all come. Yeah, you're right. Because what comes in, God is got to come out. Yeah. So if you're having those thoughts, or even it could just be like like something as simple as like scrolling on your social media, mm-hmm. you see a guy because now like anything on your social media like isn't even yours anymore. I feel like like all mm-hmm. of a sudden you are all you're friends with all these people that you don't even see, and all you have all this random content show up. You're like, Ooh, oh, where did yeah. that like half naked man? Like I don't follow him, or like <laughs> yeah. they just like randomly show up. And oh you're yeah, like, how does this just like happen? Or like ads or videos? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like stupid things come up, and you're like, how does that even right? Like where the so videos like just quickly scrolling away or not like lingering too long on a picture right. or like things like that or like I guess outwardly actions that come from and I feel like that's it's a good conversation to have with your husband because you know those things pop up on his phone too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like Hunter and I try to have like discussions every once in a while it's like okay well let's just come back to the basis and make sure that we're both doing good with mm-hmm. like what we scroll and what we watch and that kind of thing just to try to make sure that we're both on track and not mm-hmm. doing things that we shouldn't be doing. Yeah, that goes along with, there was an article I was reading, it talked about strategy. It was, it was like strategy. Honest, a strategy includes honesty, transparency, accountability, confession, For that goes both ways. Okay. You know, like that's just, I feel like those words just are all encompassing for oh, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Having that, those conversations, being honest, being transparent, coming back to mm-hmm. it every six months or yeah. three months or a week or whatever it is right. and confessing whatever you Did have. you have an, did yeah. you have a problem a slip yeah. up yeah yeah slip up and those come sure can be intense conversations yeah. like no one wants to sit across from our spouse and be like well i watched porn today or right. i lingered a little too long on a video yeah. or whatever yeah and those can be intense yeah. i'm sure mm-hmm. i don't really know i'm trying to go down through my notes here i had a different bible verse um it was hebrews 13 4 let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled. In other words, 
undefiled meaning clean pure and honorable um and i said we keep the bed pure when we face contentment which comes from faith it is when we lack faith that we begin to sin or become unpure so john piper um, wrote in a or i guess he said it but it w- i read his um little sermon on it but i quote him s- here saying while the contentment of faith does not put an end to our desire uh, for sexual ne- needs or our sexual desire it it does transform the way we go about satisfying those t- desires so purity in marriage is an act of faith given as a gift to us to fulfill god ordained desire I think okay. that when we don't have contentment in our marriage, we become we start to become and look for things to fulfill that contentment. Right, and that's yeah. like when it's really easy to start to slip into impure habits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when we have faith, we are content. And so we can fulfill our sexual desires pure with our spouse. I agree. Yeah, yeah that's good. And having the honest conversation with your spouse that's like, hey, I'm not, my needs aren't being met. Like, Mm -hmm. and not that they need to have sex with you every day if that's what your need is, but like, just like kind of, kind of finding that middle ground somewhere and being like, hey, like, hey, I, we're just having that conversation of, hey, I wish we had sex more in our life, like in the week or the month or whatever that looks like for you. Like, hey, this is what I'm honestly desiring and not holding it over their head and be like, I'm going to go have sex with someone else if you right. don't have sex with me every day <laughs> yeah like, that's not at all what i'm saying but just having the honest, honest conversation with your spouse wouldn't hurt to be like hey i wish we had more it didn't have to be sex right. like yeah. Hugging yeah or hand holding or kissing yeah. or yes. whatever time like, together yeah yeah i think Intimate too moments. right yes. i think it's also very important and very real to say that each marriage i'm sure in like multiple times within their marriage go through dry spells oh absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's okay in those moments to like continuously pray for faith to have that desire again Mm -hmm. with each other right i think that's healthy no i absolutely agree and i feel like every marriage too is going to have a different like like you guys might have sex once a week we might have sex once a month right like it could it's all different like sex cuddling whatever i feel like i just keep going Set with sex but I mean, like that makes sense yeah but yeah intimacy yeah, yeah intimacy is different for each marriage too so I we can all sit around the table and talk about our intimacy and right. they would be looking completely different than, each, than each, each, each of us this is probably why nobody talks about this because i i can't see any older lady at our church coming up to talk to us about our how sex often life. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Or like meeting. just checking in. So Maggie, you're you're not watching porn t- today, right? Right. right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I don't think that I could see it. that was a mom. That was your mom face right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yikes, mom. <laughs> anyway, I just can't see any ladies from our church just like coming up and talking to you about porn or masturbation or anything. And like I think I just, it's something yeah. that needs to be talked about because I feel like people I have this so too. thought that like women don't watch porn or yeah. women don't struggle with these things and that's just a man issue and that's yeah. not true. Mm-hmm. Like we definitely need to talk about it more just to, even with our teens as well because I'm yeah. sure like they're struggling too. Yeah. Like they, they have so much access to the internet now. Like yeah. I know it's not in marriage so it's kind of a different topic but still like just as us as older women yeah. we're not older but like Older than older, some people. Older than some people. Yeah. We need to talk about it. Like, we need to make it known. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it in biblical times because it was it was happening then, too. Right. right. They just made it a point of, like, this is wrong. Yeah. Right. And there was more capital punishment for it. Right. 
um, than what we face today. It's just become so acceptable. So question for you guys. What do you guys think about saving yourself for a marriage? Like, do you think that it's like you have to do it or no? Or like, I, you know, that's just something that came to my mind. Like I, I not on my research paper, my heroes. <laughs> um, my answer is yes. Okay. Yes. But my question is why? Because whenever I was engaged, I did not have sex before marriage, but it was more out of like, I guess fear from my, my dad, I guess. I don't, my dad's probably listening to this and he's probably like, good. (laughs) (laughs) There she goes. (laughs) But at the same time, like I always wondered what exact thing did, did people pull from the Bible to say like, you can't have sex until marriage. You know what I mean? Cause Mm -hmm. I think the verse in Hebrews that you said, the marriage bed be undefiled is what people end up going back to. And we might not have the answer for this because I don't know mm-hmm. if we do. I, we didn't. I don't think I have we obviously answer. didn't prepare for this because I just came to my head right now. But I don't know. That's just something that I would look. I looked into when I was engaged, and it always said something. Like it always brought me back to like, okay, well, they're promised to each other. Wasn't that the same thing as engaged? So then, can't engaged people Oof. have sex Girl, before marriage? I don't know. Or no? I just remember sitting in youth group but and they were like, "Don't have sex before marriage," and I was like, "Okay, that's what we shouldn't do." But <laughs> you haven't made a covenant yet. You haven't gone before God to make the covenant okay. of marriage until you actually are married. And so until you're engaged, technically engagements can be broken. Just because you weren't going to break okay. yours doesn't mean somebody else wasn't going to break theirs. And so God was saying until that covenant is there, until right. you are married, there should be no risk, right? Because you take that right, risk. Right. There should be no risk of this happening. That makes sense. Preach it, girl. See, that's where that's where my brain and goes. I, yeah, no, that's that's like I feel like I finally have the answer. <laughs> I know it's, well, it's simple, but like seven it years makes into sense marriage, <laughs> yeah, for <Yes>. real. <laughs> but it makes sense. That's why I didn't have sex with my husband before I got married. <laughs> Man. I just needed Lorraine. <laughs> where were you seven years ago, Lorraine? Where have you been all of our lives? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm dying. <laughs> I mean, that sounds, I, I mean, I appreciate that answer. I mean, that that's sounded pretty legit. Yeah. Sounded better than anything my youth pastor ever told me. So, <laughs> <laughs> fun fact I was the lead in a purity play. Oh, I love fun play. facts. I was the lead in a purity play at my church. Oh my oh gosh. My <laughs> and I forgot half of my lines and had to look down at the lady that was sitting in the first pew. She <laughs> had to repeat them to me, but. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> And I remember going shopping. Do you, if any of you out there remember the store Deb? Oh my gosh! Deb? Yes, that's oh, yeah. Where, and that's where Prom I found dress. my white dress oh. for this purity play. Oh, that's awesome! That's that, interesting. I got yep, fun fact: two of two of my four prom, two of my I don't know three. I got a lot of prom dresses from that store. That was bomb. I love that. Another store. question: While Lorraine researches, um, <laughs> did any of you have purity rings? Oh yes, I did. I still have mine. It's like really rusty. Now, who gave that to you? My parents. Your parents did. Mm-hmm. I bought mine, and my mom said specifically, "You're only doing this because it's a cool thing to do." <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> ouch! Like there was no need to do oh it. Oh my gosh! That's what she said. I don't think I had one. I had like Shauna gave me a promise ring, but there was I don't think there was like a purity thing. I had a purity it. ring, and I had a purity bracelet. My mom Ooh, made a bougie. purity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My mom made each of us a bracelet. And like each charm meant something. Like first kiss is one charm, mm. and then uh, well, I don't know what all the first base, second base, I guess. 
actually baseball diamond bracelets. <laughs> but no, and then she said, and hopefully one day you'll be able to give all of these to your husband. All the same charm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Like the whole, like you, you can either clip off charm by charm and give them to each person. I mean, you wouldn't actually do it, but it's like symbolism. Right. So like first hand hold, first kiss. I don't remember what the other ones are, but like you either give different people different charms or hopefully one day you'd be able to present the whole bracelet to your husband. Now, I don't know if I actually kept the bracelet. I think I may have lost it or like came apart. I don't know what happened to it, but <laughs> what do the charms look like? They're like beads. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like different color beads. Interesting. I've yeah. not, never heard of that. I thought mm-hmm. it was kind of cool when I got it. Yeah. No, like, like it make like the visual picture, like makes so much sense. Yes. It made more sense to me than a purity than ring. Just did. a ring that sits on yeah. your finger. Not that Cause you don't then it like puts it day, importance but... on each and every different step. Right. So yeah. I liked that. And I the fact that, that like cool. giving it away, like quote unquote. Like, yes. Yeah. Ooh, that's like, who yeah, am that's I giving why, away this bead mm-hmm. to, you know? That's why Sally Ann came up and yelled at me for holding hands with Hunter when I was in. You're giving away your bead. You gave away your oh. bead. Like, don't, don't hold hands with anybody because you might regret it. So, but I still <laughs> held hands with him. <laughs> Sorry, Sally Ann, but. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't regret it. <laughs> now that you're married. <laughs> That is some fear. <laughs> that is fear. Yeah. <laughs> holding hands. I don't think I, I only feared holding hands just because I was nervous. Yeah. Not that like the Lord was going to come down and smite me. Mm. Right. Hunter and I would have hold his phone together and play Sudoku and it was like the best thing ever. I remember <gasps> that. Put your hands touched. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Who's the least pure person ever here? <laughs> Maggie Rose. <laughs> Maggie Rose. <laughs> Dangerous. Holding hands over Sudoku. Oh my word. I think I don't have anything else on purity, guys. I don't know if you guys do. No, I, I have a quote to like wrap us up. Are you ready? Ooh, yeah. Wrap up quote. Love it. I'm about to mic drop this. Oh, okay. Maybe not. That's put too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I can read this right. Purity begins with intentional and ends with casual. I'm trying to understand that. Hold on. Oh, Say it again. I, see, wrap up again. Wrap up again. I missed a few words. I missed a few words. I told you I was going to screw it up. Oh my I gosh, said mic drop, and that's what happened at the beginning. Okay, okay. what does it actually say? <laughs> oh two. I feel like I can't do it now again. <laughs> no, yes, you have Purity to. Purity begins with being intentional and ends with being casual. It's pretty much the same thing. Just being, being. Yeah. Okay, do you not get it? Do I need to explain? Yeah, I think you need okay. to explain. <laughs> so you need to be intentional with everything you do in your marriage. Okay. It doesn't matter like if like who you're with, what you're watching, mm-hmm. what you're not doing, what you're not watching. That yours is space is but how do you end casual? I'm processing. End, purity ends with being casual. So like if I'm too casual with a coworker, if I'm too casual with the things that I'm watching. Oh, ends. Oh, ends. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Did I not say ends? No, no you, you said did. ends. But I was thinking yeah. more of like. To finish it off. Like it's like a good ending. Yeah. Like a start and a finish. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> and like you have no more purity. Like I wasn't thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now it makes sense. Can I now read it one more time. Okay. Yes. Now you can like drop it. Okay. Don't miss any okay, words. Ladies. Everybody and else. Gentlemen. Anybody else? Purity <laughs> begins with being intentional and ends like purity ending with being casual. Mm. There we go. Okay. So Ooh, we must be yeah. intentional, mm, not drop. casual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for making me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so 
sorry I screwed that up, guys. <laughs> I think it was the perfect I'm ending. Loved forever. it. <laughs> All right, Maggie. So what is our next topic? Ooh, next time. Oh, okay. So we might oh. be putting two together because Ooh, these okay. are like yeah. double trouble. Yeah. Well, the next one says working at home. Oh, and okay. then the one after that is kind. So I feel like we can lump those two together because I feel like we won't have unless you guys don't want to do that. I don't know. Working at home can be kind of controversial. Uh, that's what I was too. Oh, okay. Well, then working at home <laughs> is the next one. <laughs> working at home in the context of. Well, that's, that's we're figure out next yeah. week. Well, you'll next find time. out. You'll find out next time. You'll find out next month. Okay. All right. Thanks for la- thanks for joining. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining the chaos. Yes. Oh my gosh! I go- <laughs> do you have a last minute addition to this? Or no, no, I do not. Oh, it's okay. okay. You just missed the whole page. Last time you were noteless and you have too many notes this time. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See ya.